you missed hour one of Canucks Central, what is the Canucks identity? We discussed that off the top of the show. And how would Andre Kuzmenko fit in should the Canucks really chase the free agent out of the KHL? Plus Lisa Dillman on the LA Kings, Dustin Brown's retirement, and how the Kings project beyond this year after they are a surprise playoff team. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. It is Fan Appreciation Night, the uh, final night of the Canucks season at Rogers Arena, and uh, the Jersey Clash will be uh, pretty good. It'll take us back to the early 90s, the, uh, the Black Skates, against the retro Kings jerseys with the awful, awful, awful silver helmets that will probably blind me while watching the game. The only thing missing is going to be Gretzky breaking a record against the Canucks tonight. <laughs> never never <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> never happened. Uh, that chuckle you heard is John Garrett, the uh, Canucks color analyst. I played against Gretzky. Okay, so you're talking about Gretzky. <laughs> yes, and, and I know you love my story. Oh, we love yes. it. Yes. So... The best I'm not part. being rude showing my back. There was another one. But anyway, that's another story for a different time. Uh, we're playing against Gretzky. You remember when the Hartford roof caved in? Yes. Of the Hartford yes. Civic Center? Yeah. And we were playing. Uh, I was with the New England Whalers, Hartford Whalers, and we played out of Springfield. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're, we're playing uh, Edmonton in the playoffs. And... They're a, a little bit better than us, but not a whole lot better. But they have Gretzky. Right. So it's nothing, nothing at the end of the second period. We're going into the third period. And I'm thinking, hey, this is going pretty well. And I'm playing pretty well. Gretzky scores three goals in the third period. <laughs> three different. Uh, one was a slap shot, which he hardly ever took a slap shot. Uh, one was a wrist shot. And one he gave me the dipsy doodle. And But there he was. Uh, and it was almost like, okay, this is close enough, but uh, I'm going to take over. And he did. So You're he, big, he just flipped the switch. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, in the Springfield Civic Center, <laughs> and it was uh, this uh, building that had a real low roof. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, half of this size and dark. And I remember I I complained about the ice. Uh, the ice was bad too, and uh, I complained about the ice and. Uh, Massachusetts and kind of a tough area where the rink was. My tires got slashed. Because, because the, the ice guys, the ice guys, the, go, the yeah. ice guys did not like me commenting on their ice, and they slashed my. Tires. So double whammy. And yeah. I mean, I guess you the mistake you made was thinking you had contained Wayne Gretzky. Yes. As soon as you thought you had him. Yes. Yeah, I thought I had him. I got Roger Nielsen fired too. Uh, another story uh, with the Canucks. Uh, we're ahead four-one going into the third period in Edmond. Did he slash your tires, too? <laughs> they, no, they might as well have. They would have done me a favor. But we're ahead 4-1 going into the third. And uh, Edmonton just full court press. They beat us 5-4 in regulation. Wow. And uh, after that, uh, Frank Griffiths, who owned mm-hmm. the team at the time, phoned up Harry Neal, who was the GM, and said, I think we better fire Roger. And uh, Harry, oh, I don't want to fire Roger. And uh, Frank told him, well, do you want to fire one guy or should I fire two? <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. Let's so, put it that way. Those Oilers teams were pretty good then, eh? Oh, man. It was the defense in particular, and it was like the old Winnipeg WHA team where yeah. it was the weave and everybody got involved and the two defense would play with the same line all the time. And yeah. 
uh, Paul Coffey, and even Charlie Huddy was getting 25 goals. It, yeah. it was just crazy. Uh, it's John Garrett joining us uh, here in the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. So uh, how, how bad is ba- Batch to work with? <laughs> <laughs> smooth. We were smooth. Yeah. yeah. I know you were smooth. but Oh, I, I, thought, it, I thought it went well. Uh, and uh, Batch I, is a I've pro. Listened, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I've listened to Batch on, on the radio for a long time, and uh, it was nice to to do some television with them. It's a little different, and I've done both too. Yeah. And uh, it's – I think it's easier for the play-by-play guy. Right. Because you realize that people at home can watch and mm-hmm. you can get out and let the uh, color commentator come in when there's a lull in the action, whereas uh, when you're doing radio, and uh, I found it – I was going the other way. Uh, the, most of the radio I did was during the Olympics. Right. Mm-hmm. And I worked with Peter Mark and uh, – famous Calgary yeah, radio yeah. broadcaster, Hockey Hall of Famer, and uh, name-dropping. <laughs> and uh, you, you get so used to doing the color on the TV when you see a little lull in the action, but uh, on radio, you realize that people at home that yeah. are driving in the car can't see it, so can't you need it. the play-by-play guy to uh, literally follow the puck, and, and then you wait till the play stops, and, and yeah. then you can get in and explain why the play happened and things and uh with batch he, he adapted to it right away uh he's he's a pro don't let him don't let him hear that though <laughs> no don't tell him <laughs> don't 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 let him know that we said that he's shorty short <laughs> no and you know what i mean what, what impressed me we talked to him about it but what impressed me was how quick he was able to make that adjustment because it's easy to, when you come to tv to just do what you've done yes. but because the thing i love about great commentators isn't just a great commentary but it's also to understand when to allow the the game to breathe and when Mm -hmm. to let let the crowd take over let the moment take over and and i thought you know for a young broadcaster i think that's one of the things batch does really well lets the moment breathe there was moments in that seattle game that it needed more than breath resuscitation (laughs) Resuscitation. the start of the third period i think oh man it's three two, and Seattle's gonna kill this game. It was great. It, it until, was just they they just sat back. You know the uh, the Canucks were great until Dallas got to overtime. Yeah. yeah. Well, as soon as Dallas got to overtime, and it flashed across the scoreboard, it was like the intensity just no, dropped. I, I thought it was the penalties. Like I mean, it could have really, been. Yeah, it could have been. I really did think, and I know a lot of people after said it was. Uh, well, they saw the score, and that. Yeah. I thought it was just. Uh, how can you have two five on threes within six minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And full five on threes for, for two minutes almost both of them. It, yeah. it was just ridiculous, and that really turned that game. All of a sudden, uh, Seattle. Well, okay, we got all our guys out <laughs> yeah, there, and yeah. our, our, our top players are feeling it, and they're getting involved. And uh, and I think Seattle at this time of the year, they were okay. Let's just get this game over with. But then all of a sudden, we got all this five on threes and. We might just be able to pad some of our stats, and uh, sure enough, Jordan Everly got his twentieth, and yeah. uh, it was Beniers and yeah. and those guys who are just added on, and and they're still excited to play. I thought, well, okay, these penalties got them back into it, but then uh, they made it three two going into the third, and they just sat back for the first ten minutes, and I'm thinking, what is this? <laughs> okay, so uh, so how do you look back on this season, Cheech? Uh, I, I really thought that uh, such a slow start, and yeah. and because Travis was a lame duck coach and uh, everybody was talking about what they were going to do, and uh, I thought that 
how do you start with, uh, what was it, 18 of your first 50 points? Yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was yeah, it, you were out of it. But then when they made the change to Bruce, and uh, you could see, though, at it, and not just Bruce, but by yeah. changing to Jimmy and the management, too, it was a whole new uh, new lease on life. New lease on life. And uh, you look at Winnipeg and you look at Philadelphia and you look at teams that also changed the coach yeah. uh, and how they do. The same, yep. but they didn't change, change the GM. So it was just and the interim tag and all this kind of stuff. So the Canucks did that, and then they play as well as they did play. And I, I thought, okay, if they end up with 82 points at the end of this, they'll be headed in the right direction, they'll feel better about themselves, and now they're going to end up with 90 points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, they have to feel positive about it. They're headed in the right direction and going to training camp next year. They should feel good about themselves, and that's something that. And, and people said, "Well, they would have got better uh, even if Travis had stayed." And it, the attitude might not have got better. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And yeah. I, I think it was really like dark yeah. towards the end there. Yeah, with Travis. It was. Right? It was. And they they just needed they needed a new they needed a new voice, and and they got it. it but there there is. There's almost an element of disappointment because, you know, when you when you go into the start of a season, you're like, well, if these players hit these marks, we're, we're probably going to have a good year. And here you are, Horvat 30 goals, Pedersen 30 goals, Miller almost 100 points, Hughes sets the, the, the team record, Demko was pretty much a – you know, is top five in Vesna voting probably by yeah. the end of when we when we see the voting. I, I mean, all, all of those markers hit, and they're still just a bit shy. <laughs> That's but all those yeah. markers were hit from December sixth on. Yeah, uh, that's a, and you just can't start off with a, a penalty can't kill the that's first about sixty percent yeah. in the first three months. It, well, it was yeah. ridiculous how bad the penalty killing was, and uh, that got to be a real problem. The power play wasn't very good either, and you combine the two, and then yeah. it turned around. Well, and one of the things with Boudreaux, and at this point, we're all expecting him to be back next season, but the fact that he came in, was able to have success, instill his his plan, this playing style, and the identity, how much, does that, how much of a head start does that give him coming into next season and trying to get this group to hit the ground running from the start of the season? Oh, I think it's such a big advantage to have... Uh, success as he has had Mm -hmm. and heading into next year with a training camp. Yeah. And uh, you can, I know Bruce, he talks about pot coals and he talks about, and he's, I've known Bruce for what, 40 years and longer than that probably. We played together. Yeah. We were teammates. And his attitude to the game is the same as it was then. Mm -hmm. He loves the game. Absolutely loves the game. And you you talk to him about you know, in coaching in Mississippi and coaching in California and uh, San Francisco and yeah. the East West Coast League or whatever it was, it was some league I'd never heard of before. And just because he loves the game and moving around and and uh, enjoying it so much, and he's a player's kind of guy, he's painfully blunt Yes, mm-hmm. at times towards the players. And in today's game, it's, oh, you got to be sensitive. But it's also how you say it, though, The players right? are in charge. But they know that yeah. he'll come to them and say it on the ice mm-hmm. and say it behind the bench. So if he says it to the media, that's just, well, okay, he told me that five minutes ago. And <laughs> yeah. instead of massaging the egos that most 
coaches do now and feel they almost have to do for the players and their agents, uh, Bruce is Bruce. And uh, I I appreciate his enthusiasm. And as a player, he was, he was a great offensive player. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest skater in the world, but absolutely great hands. Uh, look at his points in junior. Yeah. It's just amazing, his stats. And even the American League, if you look at his stats in the American League, same thing. Yeah. And he knows how to score goals. Mm-hmm. And he knows the situations where guys can get put into that uh, position where they're going to succeed, mm-hmm. especially offensively. And I think that's one of the things that the players appreciate. Well, and, and we talked about it. Just they, they play down more, down low more, right? They get in harder on the, on the four check and do some of those things. Whereas under Travis, they seem to be more of a passive team. They've just really taken to the aggressive style. It seems. Well, and I think uh, when Bruce came in, yeah. Okay, what do you got to lose? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, we're, we're we starting go. fresh and. Yeah, Elias Pettersson kill penalties. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Quinn Hughes. We'll put him out there. He can kill penalties. He's mm-hmm. quick and he can do all those things. Yeah. yeah. And whereas uh, with Travis, it, it got to the point where no, here's the guys I trust to do it, and they're going to do it. Yeah. And I, I think the players realize, and away you go. So Quinn Hughes, uh, he sets the records the other night. But, you know, even he's talked about how much he really wanted to improve defensively, and it's pretty obvious that, that he has. Has he become a more – how much more of a complete player has, has Quinn Hughes become for you? Uh, I think more mature would be yeah. a better term because you look at last year and the number of times that – and you talked about decision-making. I was listening to you yeah. before and talking about Tyler Myers and mm-hmm. his decision-making and sometimes – he makes poor decisions. I think that's one of the areas where Quinn really, really has gotten a lot better on. Right. Okay, I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to pinch in. Oh, I'm going to try and pick this pass off. And he doesn't do that near as much now. And he's so quick, and he's such a good skater that he can uh, recover even yeah. when he does get caught. But now he's not down at the faceoff dot in the offensive zone gambling. Right. He, he picks his spots a little better. And, and you were talking about Tyler Myers and – uh, one of the things I admire about Tyler is you look at his stats, and he's got, what, 145 hits yeah. and 148 blocks or whatever he's yeah. got. He's the only player on both these teams who's played every game. Yeah. And when you play as hard as he plays and block as many shots and have as many hits, uh, that's a testament to, okay, uh, you're a tough you're It's, it's underappreciated, you know, like the guy that you can just trust to be in there for every every 20 minutes. Sad talks about this all the time. Mm-hmm. The five-on-threes, who's out there for the yeah. almost full two minutes of the five-on-threes? It, yeah. It's Tyler Myers. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, and who cares about the money, that a guy like plays the way he plays and is yeah. as durable as he's been this year. You often see guys where – they are fine in a sheltered third pair role. And people are like, this guy's really good. Give him a bigger role. And then they get a chance to play in top four, and they get crushed. They just can't handle yeah. the matchups. They can't get out of their own zone. And, yeah, of course you'd like to have somebody better than just being able to break even. But being able to play 20 minutes and have the hard matchups and still be an even player overall is still valuable on the back end. It just kind of This team, it all kind of comes down to the inefficiency with the money, essentially. When We all think Ekman Larson is having a good season. Myers has had a good season. Are they worth thirteen and a half million combined? 
Yeah, and, and that's the question. And this yeah. is what this team has to kind of wrestle with: is can you get more out of those guys, or how do you move the money around to make it more efficient? Because I like a lot about Oliver Ekman Larson, but I also need him to score more. Yeah. He gets close to thirty points this year. Can you get him close to forty next year? If you're winning, if you're winning, you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, I, I think Ekman Larson can get close to forty. I don't think. There's any doubt about that. The whole team couldn't score to save their lives in the first 25 games of the season, no. right? Well, he had was... five points in his first 25 games. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was... Larson did. Now, who was who was the guy? Was it Keith Yandel in Philly that had the Iron Man yep. thing going, and then mm-hmm. they just healthy scratched him? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a guy, and nothing against <laughs> Keith Yandel, but there, you can be an Iron Man. You don't hit anybody. You don't block shots, and and you're out there. You're a good skater, and. Yeah. and uh, you know, you, and that's Keith Yandel. He makes yeah. good plays, and he, he's offensively he was good in his prime. But well, there's a guy, and Phil Kessel. Well, Phil Kessel. Now, he's going to break the he's going to break the Ironman. Yeah, and what did he play? One shift, and then <laughs> went and uh, had a baby. And, but I've never seen Phil back. Kessel throw a hit in his career. So to your point, yeah, you know, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. You know, he doesn't really yeah. play in the hard areas. Yeah, so but that's, he gets hit. That, and he does he get hit did yeah. when. He was starting his Ironman streak yeah. because he was still a, a scorer. Now, yeah. uh, game we were watching the <laughs> when Arizona was yes. here, it looked like he was going to get a breakaway. <laughs> and Shorty and I looked at each other, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, all of a sudden, Phil had some jets on it. He, he was going, and I think, oh, wow. Yeah, he had a so there it is. Yeah, there it is. There's Phil. Uh, so uh, it's final night of the season. Before we let you go, um, you have a thought on uh, the team awards? Who's who's the MVP for you? Oh, Thatcher Demko. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But Heavy I'm sure favorite. people are uh, thinking JT Miller. But you've got most exciting player, and that's and the league trophies that they talk about Hart and yeah, uh, and you put a goalie in there, and yeah. the, because they do have the Vesna and they do have the Norris Trophy and Roman Yossi. Yeah. Now he'd be a Hart candidate too. But to me, that's you yeah. got your award. The Vesna Trophy is the goalie, and the Hart or the Norris Trophy is the defenseman. And so the Hart is kind of, I guess. Yeah. But now the goalies don't play enough it, games. It, well, don't play enough games. Fifty-five mm-hmm. games he's going to yeah. get to this year, maybe. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, Jose Theodore win one year? When Jose he, Theodore. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, Carey Price won it in twenty fifteen. Yeah, but Jose Theodore, what a year he had! Won the Vesna and the Hart Trophy. It was oh three, wasn't it, or yeah. something like that? Yeah, early two thousands. He yeah. was. Unbeatable. But that was it, though. I mean, he had that. And then after that, it just cratered. Yeah. Cheech, we love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. Uh, Final time, we'll have you in the booth. I just did for my sound check, I did closing time. (laughs) Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So drink up your whiskey and beer. That's uh... Closing time. You don't have to go now. But you have to get out of here. <laughs> okay, I got to get out of here. Yeah, well, in the segment on that, uh, it's John Garrett, the legendary John Garrett, calling the game tonight with uh, Brendan Batchelor on Sportsnet. <laughs> this is Canuck Central.